Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police the arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a... Weird homicide. Scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird morning. Cop of murder. The idea of an execution is, for most criminals, a terrifying consequence of their actions. On February 21st, 1930, a woman was sent to the gallows for a crime she was convicted of based on circumstantial evidence. A woman who, even in the eyes of death, remained steadfast, confident, and cheerful as she stood on the platform of the Arizona gallows. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Eva Dugan was born sometime in 1878 in Salisbury, Missouri, but after trekking north during the Klondike Gold Rush of 1896 and 1899, settled in Juneau, Alaska, and became a well-known cabaret singer before finally moving on to Pima County, Arizona, where she worked for an elderly chicken rancher named Andrew J. Mathis, which is where our story today takes place. Shortly after receiving and getting terminated from her job for unknown reasons, Andrew Mathis, last seen on January 14, 1927, suddenly disappears along with some of his possessions— including a Dodge Coupe and a cash box. After attempting to sell off some of his remaining items, neighbors noted how Eva herself disappeared in the company of a 17-year-old boy referred to as Jack and driving Andrew's Coupe. Now, Jack, which is just a name that had been accumulated from years' worth of records, had arrived at the Mathis farm just a few days before Andrew's disappearance and is believed by many to have been employed by Eva to drive the car. Regardless, the pair ended up in Amarillo, Texas, where she sold the Dodge for $600, signing the paperwork as Eva Mathis and A.J. Mathis, before buying tickets to Kansas City. With suspicions mounting back in Arizona, investigators, who had already found Andrew's charred ear trumpet back at the ranch, were trying to locate Eva Dugan and learned that she had a father in California and a daughter living in White Plains, New York neither of which had seen her for several years. They also found out that not only had she been married five times, but that all five of those husbands had mysteriously disappeared one after the other. Realizing that she was likely involved in Andrew's murder, officials sent out a missing persons notice all over the country in hopes that someone would notice Eva and her companion and call it into the station. 
That's when police found out that she was, in fact, living in White Plains and working at a hospital and was intercepted by police after a postal clerk recognized her. On March 4th, 1927, Eva Dugan was extradited back to Arizona, where, with not enough evidence nor a body to charge her with murder, she was instead charged with car theft, found guilty and sentenced to prison. Nine months later, still behind bars, a tourist camping overnight at the Mathis Ranch uncovered a shallow grave while trying to set up his tent posts, called in the police, and found the decomposed body of Andrew Mathis. Eva Dugan, now charged with murder, was brought to trial based largely on circumstantial evidence. On the stand, she claimed that Andrew believed she was poisoning him, but in reality, he had eaten rotten rabbit meat that had boils on it. She also admitted that the man forced her to have sex with him on a weekly basis and sold her into sex work, saying that if Andrew, quote, saw any of the men on the street in Tucson that he thought was all right, he would call them off and tell them to come on out to the house. She performed sexual acts for $3 a piece and would give Andrew, her now pimp, 50 cents a transaction. She claimed that Jack had come to work for the farm and had accidentally killed Andrew when he punched him in retaliation after being beaten for refusing to milk a cow. She said that the boy came to her and told her what he did. And after failing to revive her employer, loaded his body into the coop before Jack drove it away and buried him. The prosecution, of course, had a very different story to tell. According to their statements, Eva murdered Andrew with an axe. And despite having no forensic evidence, no witnesses, and no real way to prove her guilt, the jury seemed to believe their story. Eva Dugan was found guilty of Andrew Mathis's murder. And in her final statement before the jurors said, quote, well, I'll die with my boots on and in full health. And that's more than most of you old coots will be able to boast on. After a number of failed attempts to commute her sentence and after charging a dollar a visit to the press, Eva, defiant to the end, walked to the gallows in Florence, Arizona. Prior to her execution, Eva made herself a silk beaded jazz dress that she intended on wearing to her hanging. Instead, she opted for a cheaper frock because she was worried that the beautiful silk would, quote, get must during her execution. In her jail cell, she stroked the telegram from the adult daughter she was leaving behind, smoked a cigarette, joked with her prison guards, and sang out, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm on my way. On her way out the door, she kissed two of the guards and said, I love everyone connected to the prison. You have all been good to me, and I can't blame you for what the law is going to do to me and waved goodbye to the clearly affected men. On February 21st, 1930, at the age of 52, Eva Dugan stood on the platform and took the final plunge that took her last breath. She was the first woman to be executed by the state and the first that allowed women to be witnesses, which I'm quite sure they regretted because, right after dropping through the trap door, the rope snapped and Eva's head detached from her body, rolling away and landing at the feet of witnesses, five of which fainted at the site. After this and just two more hangings, the state of Arizona replaced hanging with the lethal gas chamber. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to a terrible thing happened on February 22nd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. 
If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.